Welcome back to Technotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. So in the show, we have Mark Burstiner. He's the creator of a blockchain-based card game. This is Technotopia. Technotopia is also sponsored by CheapTranscription.io. CheapTranscription offers 10 cent per minute transcription using our happy robots or 85 cents per minute using our human assistants. CheapTranscription.io is cheaper and faster than everyone else. CheapTranscription.io. Welcome back to Technotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have Yoram Holte Weber. Today on the show, we have Yoram Holte Weber. He's a university lecturer and life coach. Uh, welcome, Yoram. So we we last spoke in uh, in Portugal, but I uh, but I'm glad to have you on the show to talk a little about what you were working on. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, so why don't you tell me a little bit about what your uh, what your lecture on and, uh, and and what your specific uh, specific focus is. Mm-hmm. So uh, I lecture several courses on on graduate and undergraduate level, and um, the one I'm most passionate about is a course um, called the biopsychosocial model. It's about how biological, psychological, and social factors influence human health and well-being. And it is great to teach it because even though it's getting more and more awareness still many people and many institutions and hospitals still rely a lot on the more biomedical model, which says, you're not feeling well, okay, you, you got to get something instead of looking at psychological factors and social factors as well. Mm-hmm. So what does that uh, mean? What, is, uh, what, is, what does that mean in, in practice? In, in practice, it, it might mean that the, the GP doesn't just ask like, okay, what's your medical history, but also ask, so um, do you have a lot of time with your friends and your family? How's your connection with your family? Do you um, take time for yourself? Do you perhaps meditate? Uh, do you have fun in general in your life? And if not, they can recommend spending more time devoted to those things because that will increase health and well-being. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what's the uh, what does the future look like for uh, for this sort of thing? Is this a... I know there's lots of we, we talked a lot about health on this podcast before, but it's it's a lot of futuristic stuff. But what it sounds like you're saying is that with a few simple changes, we can actually uh, fix ourselves. <laughs> yeah. So surprisingly, this this model is not very new, but it's not too popular yet. Well, I mean, it is popular, but it's not really implemented so well in practice. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think it really begins with the awareness that how our body is, how, how um, well we are physically has to do how, with how well we are mentally and how, how well we do socially. I think that awareness is the first step. Mm-hmm. And then from there, of course, um, the more we, we can um, take responsibility for that as well and take time to be with ourselves, to be mindful, take time to, to enjoy a dinner with friends, for example, um, the healthier society in general will also be. So you're 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 arguing that it's an it's a general it's a general improvement in society as opposed to just a personal improvement. Definitely, yeah. Because if if one person takes more time for family relations, more time for themselves, that affects their whole life. You know, it affects mm-hmm. the people in the family. It affects the social circle. It affects their work if they're more present and grounded, and that has a ripple effect. 
I mean, being a being a devil's advocate here, I mean, you're, we're, what you're proposing is that people be a little calmer and, and actually do some eat dinner with their family, and they're going to argue that yeah, they just don't have time to do that. So, what's what? Are there any solutions that you've seen, or any uh, any advice you can give on that? Um. Yes, I see that oftentimes, especially um, people who would describe themselves as high achievers, and I see that in, in my coaching, um, what they actually need is to take a step back and slow down a little bit. Not always, but mm-hmm. in many cases, um, to, to then have a better focus, to then better know what they actually want, and then they can, they can uh, shift up again and go full speed for a little while and then again slow down again uh, and not go full speed all the time hmm. okay <laughs> that's like it's yeah. like, like so like i'm thinking about that for myself like like for me to do that would require me to like i don't know not do lots of stuff interestingly enough so how do you, how do we uh like so so and you you met me but you met me over in uh in portugal and you saw that i was pretty i literally had no time to to even think in many cases how do we fix ourselves how do we fix ourselves yeah i think uh, so i i don't know whether this is true for you but you can tell me um many times it has to do with being willing to say no to certain things either because it's not exactly what we want or because you want to use the time differently. Mm-hmm. Does that sound accurate for some of your situations? Well, okay, and I don't. I don't want to make this. I don't want you to have to sit down and uh, and psychoanalyze me right now. <laughs> uh, sure. But I think the. I think the for for uh, the, the creative worker, let's say, uh, very specifically the creative worker, um, is kind of suffering because the opportunities afforded them by all the different things that come at them constantly uh, are almost overwhelming. So mm-hmm. what can I do today? I can be on Instagram. I can build my personal brand. I can, I can write a blog post. I can go do some actual work. I can go networking to a networking event. Um, and then in my case, very specifically, I have a lot of responsibilities. Uh, in addition to the kids, I've also got a couple of businesses that I'm running, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we, and I don't think this was the case even 10 years ago. If you worked at a bank, you worked at a bank. If you worked at a, if you worked at a factory, you worked at a factory. You didn't, you didn't have 15 side hustles and, no. and the whole, and the whole startup mentality. And, and I have to argue that, that I'm kind of like the, uh, I'm one of the harbingers of that. We, we, at TechCrunch, we basically started that whole idea, but you got to hustle. You got to do everything possible. And now mm-hmm. I think we painted ourselves into a corner. How do we yeah. get with, without going back to a mode where we're basically sitting in a cubicle until we die? Uh, how do you how do you manage that sort of multitasking? Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel you because I kind of have that kind of life as well. I mean, I don't have multiple businesses, but every day I have the same kind of choices. I can go on social media. I can create content. I can uh, write. I can listen. I can read. I can go network. I can try to create new clients. Um, there are so many options. I can never stop working if I if I wanted to, right? Mm-hmm. So for me personally, it has meant that I, in a way, am pretty strict with myself on my working outs. That's, that's my solution, you know? Every, everybody's solution to that could be very different, but my solution is 
having strict working hours. For example, um, I say after 6.30, I don't work anymore. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes uh, I have to ditch that a bit and, for example, do a podcast like this one at a time on a day that I usually don't do it. But I compensate for that. Okay. Interesting. So you're so so you basically take you take a little time out of out of your daily schedule to to do something later. So but but I, that's actually that's actually kind of that's 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 a nice thing to say. But again, we're kind of in a situation where I wish I wish there was some sort of solution where you could basically say to the world that like, hey, don't bother me now. <laughs> yeah. 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 I actually felt a bit guilty yesterday when you when you sent me. Um, the WhatsApp, whether we could do it now, mm-hmm. I I literally didn't look at the phone for the next three hours. Yeah, yeah. And that's, Just because that's, of that the reason like that, you know, I'm, I I decided to take that time off to to be with my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that sounds like that sounds like a great time. I said, well, and I and I think I think I'm in the same boat as well. I think we're, I think as we I think especially as we grow older, we feel that we can we figure out ways that we can separate ourselves from our from our work, but. I wonder if that's the. I wonder if that's the case in the future. What kind of what kind of solutions? What kind of tools have you seen? Um, have you seen that uh, that can help people with this, uh, or is it literally just telling yourself that you're going to stop? Um, there are tools. There are apps that can help you. Um, you know, think of apps that track your time. I have I have an app block on my phone which. After 6.30, I cannot open LinkedIn anymore. I cannot open my email programs anymore on my phone. Um, and I am very guilty of trying that. I think if I would try it now, it would, it would tell me, you've tried already like 300 times <laughs> and six times today, and you're not allowed to open it until tomorrow. Um, so those kind of things, small things that can help. Uh, it can help when you have that kind of... Um, when you have people around yourself that have a similar rhythm, you know, if you if you have a workplace where you go mm-hmm. to, when your colleagues have a similar rhythm or similar attitude, that can help you as well. Okay, so yeah, so find find like minded people or build like minded businesses, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, is there any is there any truth to the idea that a uh, the millennial mind is different from the Gen X slash Boomer mind, or is there? Have you seen anything specifically psychologically that happens uh, in the 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 young multitasker versus the uh, the old the old bear? I guess you could say. <laughs> um, yeah. So the the EIA for me is always an interesting place to look at. You know the the generation a couple of years younger than I. And that's maybe. and that's the entrepreneurial that's the entrepreneurial event where basically a bunch of college kids get together and build businesses like in in exactly. four weeks or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So all bright minds, you know, from all over the world, all around like I would say 19 to 25 would be the average. Um, and uh, I can see interesting things. So uh, two observations that I made is that some are really um, have a hard time, are challenged by paying attention for a longer period of time, which could be even minutes. So when we're doing group coaching, for example, they take out their phone, they open their laptop, and just do something. Not, I, I mean, I don't know whether it's actually because they have to do something or just out of habit. So this this kind of habit of not focusing too long on one thing 
uh, is something that I see that I think is particular to that generation. And on the other hand, um, uh, what I've seen uh, several times, participants approach me at the at the European Innovation Academy, and um, they ask me, okay, um, you've coached me and my team now for a couple of days, and I would like to get some feedback from you to hear mm-hmm. how I could improve even more. And and that's that's the thing that I more, like more to see, and which really inspires me as well that I see they are reflecting and they are seeking help to f- reflect even more and understand mm-hmm. themselves better, which in in the older generation, um, I mean, I think generally speaking, um, the openness to that is there, but not this proactivity so much. So the so the the goal the goal for for the a younger generation is to get that feedback, whereas the feedback for the older generation was you you nobody deserved to give you feedback in a way, right? Yeah, I mean. Uh, it's it's a bit difficult to say because of course with the time they also change, um, mm-hmm. and, and there's more openness to to feedback. But I don't I haven't seen it really that I'm approached um, just just like that to uh, and and to be asked feedback on on these kind mm-hmm. of things. All right, very cool. Uh, where can people some see some of your work? What are, where where you've uh, you've published or whatever? Um, the best place would probably be Instagram at Jerem HW. That's J O R I M H W, and on LinkedIn that is just Jerem Holte Dash Weber with one B. All right, very cool. All right, we'll send uh, we'll send people over to your site. So thanks thanks for uh, thanks for joining us for a minute. Thank, I'm glad uh, I'm glad you took a little time out. So this is like seven o'clock for you. So this is past your this is past your cutoff point. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> no oh, worries. Feel awful. <laughs> no, right, it's, uh, it's my pleasure. All right. This has been Technotopia. I'm John Biggs. Thank you, John, for joining us. This has been great. Thank you. See you next we'll time. See you next time. Technotopia is brought to you by Happy Fun Corp. Happy Fun Corp is a design-driven technology company in Brooklyn, New York that specializes in building mobile and web applications for startups and Fortune 500 companies. Whether it's a new mobile or web application that will help people experience the Internet in a fun new way, or software that will interface with a new piece of top-secret hardware, Happy Fun Corp is always up to the challenge. Big or small, Happy Fun Corp loves building software and loves working with great people. Come build with them. HappyFunCorp.com